0: Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking, or the arts in general, can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with Head of the Flavor Factory in Ottawa and Event Director of House of Paint, Sammy Slinks. Sammy and I connected several years ago in Whitehorse Yukon of all places, and since then I've seen him take incredible steps to building up the community in Ottawa. He's a quick talker, and in an hour we covered and dove deep into a number of topics. We talk about starting up a studio, blending the studio and dance industry with hip-hop dance culture, dance and flow and in-the-moment creation, throwing events with the larger general public in mind, details into the creation process of House of Paint, one of the best events in Canada that showcases all elements of hip-hop culture, and more. Really appreciate the talk with Sammy, and I hope you do too. Peace. Peace. All right. What's up, everybody? We're here with Slinks. Sammy. Sammy Slinks. I don't
1: know if you have any other names. Sammy Slinks. That's, that's what I've been going with lately, Sammy Slinks. It started as a yeah. b-boy uh, slinky because uh, the first moves that I like put together was uh, uh, kip-up was the first thing I learned. I just love seeing them in like uh, old uh, karate and Jackie Chan movies, and I just wanted to learn that move. And then when I started breaking, I did kip up to head flip to freeze. So it looked like a slinky bouncing. And that was where my name came from. And nice. then slowly started uh, chipping away at stuff. And I decided to spell slinks with a Y since I'm Sammy with an I. And I tend to dance with a little bit of slyness to myself. And oh. lately, I've been doing it as Sammy slinks because there's a nice bounce to that word yeah. as well. Rolls on yeah, the tongue. Nice. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. member of breadcrumbs
1: and
0: owner or
1: owner and, uh, you know, uh, I guess, a director of the Flavor Factory. We have a lot of people that pull down different parts here. And, uh, you know, it, it's a community space, so it's community built. But uh, I just get to lead the ship. You know, there's a lot of people that are helping uh, make it float and making it move. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And out of Ottawa, right? Out of Ottawa, capital yeah. city. You're our first Ottawa interviewee or whatever.
1: Yay. Yeah, Some people get take to that Buddha. <laughs> well, we'll get to him eventually. We'll get to Buddha yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Buddha. yeah.
0: So, for I usually get people to do this, but for anyone who doesn't really know you, can you give a little just history background and yourself?
1: Yeah, uh. Sammy, uh, Sammy Slanks. Uh, I grew up in Ottawa. I uh, started breaking around two thousand and one. I was probably about fourteen or fifteen. Um, I started because I saw friends doing it. I think I was always pretty musical and pretty, uh, you know, um, athletic and, and strong and all this. But I never really played an instrument or music, and I never really uh, uh, got into sports or anything. But again, like loved kung fu movies and, and Jackie Chan stuff like that so i really wanted to learn some of those i guess parkour kind of things but um when i started going to school dances i always loved when um uh it's like that or rappers delight came on everybody came together in a circle when we were younger it was like mid 90s or, or early 2000s and uh i never thought i could do it until i saw um my cousin and best friend doing it and then started practicing with them started teaching myself uh i looked a lot towards music videos and um honestly, the intro and outro of uh, Rap City really taught me kind of the like, the like vibe and character, just like, you know, I waited for those moments to come on. And then um, I just typed in breakdance.com. There was no Google. I mean, maybe there was like Ask Jeeves at the time or something, but there was nothing really to go searching, but something popped up. It was this yellow backdrop with an alphabetical order of uh, names for moves. And you could click on it and there would be a paragraph explaining how to do the move. And if you're lucky, there was pictures. And if you're really lucky, there might've been a GIF or if you wait, wanted to wait a half an hour on your dial up internet, you could probably find like a video clip of some of them. But uh, that's how I started practicing and learning some of the movements. Um, the like getting out into the community and the culture took a little bit of time and, and meeting people at some of these dances and hopping around to different places. Uh, I ended up going to OGC, which was a really important practice spot in Ottawa that started running because of uh, the Canadian Floormasters, which uh, is one of the oldest crews in Canada and started out of Ottawa because of Buddha and a bunch of other people. Um, and uh, then I started taking lessons at a dance studio because of Friends, uh, was also run by the Canadian Floormasters at the time Benjamin was in it and uh, Universal Will. So I took lessons with them for a while. Um, And then started teaching, helping assist. And uh, yeah, after that, I kept up with the dancing, went to college for business, always, you know, wanted to own my own business, didn't know what that was going to be, and uh, kept teaching on the side, having fun with it. Uh, After a while, some of the people that I was really connected with, like, we kind of considered ourselves that middle-ish generation at the time like we were connected to some of the younger guys that were still in university and we were also connected to the older dudes you know like we were connected to the cfms and some of the older crews in ottawa and at the time there was a lot um there was also the uh cypher north that uh, buddha and the other cfm members would run that brought in a lot of people from montreal and from toronto and us being like some of the younger guys we got to see a lot of really inspiring people you know especially from toronto and montreal like uh some great a, battles happened this, a this was like... a jam that that would happen yeah and uh they would have the crew versus crew battle but then they would also have the city versus city battles that were exhibition battles so we would do oh, so toronto versus good. ottawa montreal versus toronto toronto versus uh montreal and then montreal versus ottawa as well so it was always fun to just get down in those you know and uh getting pushed from from some of the older dudes to to get down so that was really cool. Um, and then we'd see a lot of some of those guys kind of around practice and stuff, so it gave us a chance to, to practice and get down. Uh, after graduating from college, just before, I uh, got to attend Hip Hop 360, which I think is where I met uh, you guys, Filthy Feet and stuff. And that really opened up my eyes to the potential of actually turning the dance into, you know, something that was my hobby, into like a potential career. And I took some of my marketing skills and we uh we just started our dance crew, breadcrumbs crew at the time. And it was four members. We were all about the same age. We had Ali, Eric, C, and myself. And um, we really started as a performance crew because I was getting a lot of uh opportunities and and connections for for gigs and things. So we did that during the summer. And then when uh, House of Paint and Hip Hop 360 came around, we actually battled for the first time, me and C. We didn't make it past prelims, which sucked, but uh, we kept keeping up with it. And um, me and C got to like drive really well. So we, uh, you know, we uh, made a pretty good reputation for ourselves in terms of just getting down and like vibing and connected with a lot of people. And that uh, really opened up like us as a crew into, uh, you know, that whole world. And um, I was mentioning this to you before, but that was a really important jam for. Us and I think some other uh, crews as well, because it really brought the West Coast to Ottawa. Um, You know, Quebec came to Ottawa, we had the East Coast in Ottawa, and a lot of really cool things happened during that time. And um, I was saying it was at the time when Facebook was really coming out and it gave us a chance to actually stay connected after we left. And um, yeah. So that's like a bit of it yeah it's just a jixi cup, but it's full of water it's water yeah. um i swear to god <laughs> uh and then uh uh after that like um that summer was really good like we started breadcrumbs we were uh you know i was using some of my marketing knowledge to connect us with other people we had a website we had a logo you know like a lot of these really cool things that really like you know put stood us out there but also like we were uh we were really like the younger people in ottawa that were trying to represent our own city this was a city that we grew up in that had a lot of history in terms of breaking but during that time in the like um you know 2005 to maybe 2012 there wasn't a lot really happening uh in terms of events and things like this right or 2010 so we were like you know there was a lot of opportunities where we thought maybe we'd move to toronto or some of us were thinking about that i was thinking about it too but i wanted to stay back and really go out get some connections with people and rep our city. So we started battling in Toronto and Montreal a lot more. Um, we went up to the Yukon for Klondike Heat at one point. And then I actually had a chance to work for uh, Andrea Simpson Fowler who runs uh, Leaping Feet and started a uh, breakdancing U- uh, Yukon Society. Yeah, BYS. And um, that was where, you know, um, the Yukon boys were from. So uh, GWS, mm-hmm. but uh, me and C going out to Toronto, we connected with uh, Nick Robinson there and he uh, being, you know, one of the older dudes in GWS really hit it off with us. And when they came to Ottawa for uh, a performance with uh, winterlude, we really connected well. After that, uh, Andrea asked me if I wanted to come up to her studio and work for her uh, as an intern for uh, her dance studio. Cause she knew, I had an interest in opening up uh, some type of business. And one of the ideas was a street dance studio. So I told her right away. And, you know, sometimes putting stuff out there is really important. And that was a really important moment for me. We had a two hour long conversation about it. She kept that in the back of her head, called me months later, you know, uh, after I got back from traveling and was like, I got a job for you. If you want to come, you got to start on uh, Monday. This was like a Wednesday. So I had to fill out the contracts. I booked a ticket and I got there on Tuesday. So I missed a day of work I had to make up for, but it was all good. I ended up uh, working for her for a few months, came back home and uh, she gave me another call because she got uh, a grant for an event that she wrote called uh, "Say for Change, which was a uh, youth breakdancing forum that brought about 40 youth from across Canada. Um, some leadership people like Pieces, uh, Luca uh, Petwelli, Lazy Legs. We had Buddha there. We had Frost there. Um, Kid David was there. Uh, We had, uh, shoot, who am I forgetting? Um, I think Gadget came
0: up on his own, like, outside of the grant or something like that.
1: I don't know if that was Gadget that time. Was it? Maybe another time. just came up like on his own (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) something like that Um, (laughs) we also had yeah so we had a lot of people we had kid david we had um it
0: was like was it that was the year with like flea rock and luigi no i wasn't
1: there for that one i did you come up for the first one you were there for the first one i think you came up for the other one after where i wasn't i wasn't at that one um but the first one i ran uh was really awesome it was the first chance that i had to do A ton of events, you know, and it was like kind of like trial by fire where I I had to book tickets for everybody. I had to book uh, buses for everybody. I had to book food. I had to book um, venues. We had to book the like place where people were staying, buses like all the times and we were running like three events a day. So we're running, um, you know, workshops and forums. We did, uh, um, you know, discussion panels and things. And we had a jam almost every day, like for youth, for Mm -hmm. solos and then for the crew part. So it was pretty wild to like have that intense but like it when i came back it was really awesome to have all those skills Mm -hmm, so i was back in ottawa uh after a while and couldn't really find any work in you know like regular work or normal work like i was just trying to find like an office job did a ton of interviews but everything that was really coming at me was was dance related so kept up with teaching worked odd jobs and then uh, i had an opportunity to uh um get some capital to start the studio, um, you know, my family really supported me sometimes a little more than myself in terms of, of wanting to push for this. Like I really wanted to make some cash and then come to this idea at some point, but ended up just finding a place, signing a lease before knowing what was up and then starting the studio. Uh, so the Flavor Factory started about nine and a half years ago. Oh, almost 10 in January uh, when I first signed the lease, yeah. And then um, we started in one spot in the south of Ottawa, which was close to where I lived. Um, It was pretty tiny and a little further than what people wanted, so we tried to find something closer to downtown. Found another spot, did not work out, landlord ended up buying me out of my lease, and then I found my current location – yeah, it was a pretty wild time, but which was uh, which is in um, this area called Hintonburg. It's a little west of downtown, and we have a lot of space. Uh, it's been really nice to build and grow in the neighborhood. It's very um, you know artistically friendly, and um, it's uh, it's been really great to support the scene in terms of having a spot where people can come together, learn the dance. Um, we have a very, you know, mixed bag of, of diverse people here in terms of teachers, also uh, students and parents. And um, we really try to find a way to blend the culture with uh, an approachable uh, space for people. Um, and it gives us a chance to really, like, teach a lot of our younger people about what our culture is through uh, what we feel is like on, uh, an authentic kind of passageway, right? We have jams uh, and we throw, um, you know, uh, uh, like our, our end of the year show is a bit more like casual and we mm-hmm. like our in terms of like what we would consider our competitive team it's more like a crew aspect so right. we try to like blend some of the things from our culture in into uh what a regular day studio with would be but it took some time to find that flow you know yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah they're like they're a bit of like separate worlds in some ways like the yeah the sort of street culture like the way it is in actuality yeah. and then the way it is in like in you m- most normal in dance industry. studios and stuff, in the industry yeah
1: yeah so I mean like for me I I practiced and I went to a lot of those dance studios when I was younger mm. and I never really felt comfortable or like I guess like it was a space for me because of uh just in terms of how it it, it runs in terms of the industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I taught at a lot of those places. And, you know, a lot of the people that were running it didn't even know about terms or or like our dance culture, you know, like they were mashing Mm -hmm. up, popping and locking and like doing it all into one thing. And, and, you know, it took a lot of, uh, you know, us fighting back to try to get things in the right way. So I really wanted to find a spot that was authentic was taught by people from the community not just somebody who took classes at their studio before and then was just hired to teach you know um and uh also like the price points are something i think that i really tried to keep up with because you know i had a single mom who was kind of putting me for the dance stuff mainly because she saw how it like affected me personally but uh a lot of people didn't have that so growing up in the area that i did i really wanted to find a place that balanced that you know like a level where uh, it's approachable by all kinds of people and um, that's not going to hold people back, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of like uh, um, conscious thought in terms of like the details that we put out there, the way that we articulate our, our words and our, um, our, the way the website is, the way our images are shown to like uh, me and C have a really good vibe in terms of like the visual representation of what goes out for the studio. Mm-hmm. I have the marketing background and kind of the business background, uh, acumen for that and see really had a good uh, fun approach and really good skills in terms of uh, editing video and all this stuff so yeah. we really matched that together and we found a way to showcase our stuff without having to really push and and say things like support or or uh you know yeah. diverse and things like this like you know like we really wanted a space that felt like it was though that stuff without yeah, yeah. having to say it you know And I always think like, you know, cool people and cool things don't go around saying like, Hey, I'm cool. Look at me, you know, like like, not to say like, that's what it is. Or that's, you know, a cheesy way of approaching it. But I think, you know, uh, the, the biggest um, compliment that we get is when people notice that stuff and say they're happy to have found a place like that because Mm -hmm. some of our teachers have also taught at places where they didn't feel comfortable or they didn't feel like it was home for them. So we really Mm -hmm. tried to find a way to make this space a home for Ottawa dancers and, to be a spot that could last longer than me, you know, like it's not named after me, it's yeah, yeah, its yeah. own thing, you know? And um, that's what I mean, where, I, where it's like a community aspect and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's built on a lot of people's shoulders.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's like a really, that's a really important thing too with dance. Like I think about that a lot with, mm-hmm. um, especially the way that a lot of just current dance studios are the way that the the industry works i guess is like dance yeah. is for dancers you're learning dance to become a dancer or something like that yeah but really like the way that i think about it right now and it's kind of more in line with you know how you guys are running your studio is like dance yeah. is like a community thing it's about connecting it's social yeah and like you know everyone should have you know they should everyone should learn like some baseline it should be just kind yeah. of like part of the culture that yes yeah. is like a thing that people do because it's fun and it's you know music may, makes you want to move and that kind of stuff yeah and if you can learn some some basic like you know extra foundation and it takes you in a, another yeah. direction that's great too and you can become like a dancer and that's that's yeah. cool but like it shouldn't be like well i you know people shouldn't have to say like i'm not i can't dance i'm not a i'm not a dancer it's like well,
1: i only dance when i'm drunk or at a wedding yeah
0: yeah and the, it part of it is like you know i guess just the cultural backgrounds the background that we have in north america in yeah that's as, definitely as, it. as far as like the mass what do you call it yeah. like majority culture i guess that kind of thing
1: I think it's like, um, you know, the I don't want to say like the maybe the standard for a lot of the uh, uh, practices and approaches in in North America and Canada are like, you know, regular sports like soccer or hockey. And, you know, I didn't grow up with that. I mean, soccer, but like I didn't grow up with like hockey in in like the background of my culture, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, half Libyan and half Guyanese. So like I grew up and I grew up mostly Guyanese. So I grew up with a lot of like, you know soca and like uh uh, you know dance hall and stuff like this at weddings and things so i grew up with a lot of dance being a part of the culture just Mm -hmm. moving you know Mm -hmm. and um growing up as like you know even like as a dude dancing sometimes that's not uh as as easy or approachable for younger people To go out and say, you know, so I think like breaking especially becomes something important for for young guys and and, you know, like, especially like females too but like I think for guys it's it's one of those things that makes it a little more approachable because Mm -hmm. it feels like you can put that energy that you have of like kind of like this aggressive kind of energy into something a bit more positive because it's like, instead of beating something up, you're kind of like taking it out on your body in a way, in a way that like really amplifies it. Mm -hmm. And I would come home from school with whatever like energy or anger or aggression and just like practice in in high school or something, you know what I mean? And having that, um, you know, ego approach too of being able to challenge somebody made it, a bit like uh, you know I don't want to call it a sport but it, it gives it that aspect of competition yeah. while still being an art form you know mm-hmm. and I mean like when I was young it it, it felt more like like movement moves than than movement and, and it took a little while for me to adapt and change that but uh, in terms of like at this point for me it's interesting to really consider different ways to uh, adapt myself to music as opposed to just trying to battle or comp- compete like that kind of era was really good for me in my twenties and stuff. But uh, yeah, to get on back to track with what you were saying, I think people really forget about art and the process of art being more important than the, the, the finished product. Yeah. And one of the things that I really love about our culture is you, you create and you let go simultaneously when you're in the cipher when you're really getting down like it's happening and it's gone it's not like a painting that you get to keep or a sculpture that you get to have or uh, you know uh, you know that like you can record it and stuff but you really create it and you let it go and it feels like um it feels like a really uh, you know authentic feeling of being in the moment and i think that is always what i've chased with breaking as opposed to even even when i was you know i didn't understand a lot of the aspects of foundation or the culture at a time i still really tried to go for the feeling of just doing something in the moment um and not and like pushing yourself and not knowing uh and that's kind of always been my vibe is just like hitting hitting the music as much as i can as opposed to uh practicing sets or battling like even though we did battle like even yeah. that was kind of the approach at the time too yeah well like
0: that you know that that kind of stuff is all it's all a part of it too like mm-hmm. if you didn't have that competitive aspect i don't think that breaking would be where it is no that that's part of the
1: process too right i think yeah. that's uh it's uh um stages or or uh eras of your personality too going through yeah those moments you know that were important to creating what you get to right mm-hmm.
0: yeah and like it's a good point just different stages in people's like, yeah what's the word journey i guess through this yeah. this whole process but that's i i, I really like that that idea that you brought up about like yeah just dance we just talked about i just talked about this with a recent interview mm-hmm. like, recent talk um just about yeah like you know you're painting example or you're creating and you're letting go at the same time like yeah it is this sort of impermanent kind of thing Uh, and it's like that's a a fleeting moment but it's like
1: that that kind of feeling of being in the zone is so dope you know and I think that that is something I never understood as a younger person um, until I really like got inward a bit but that was always what I loved about it you know and um, uh, I think that's where like you know my my up and downs come with breaking is like not vibing at practice because it felt a bit like trying to like put it in a box you know Mm -hmm. whereas like putting it in the circle was always like my favorite thing Mm -hmm. and um and that's what it was like even even showing off and stuff like I would still try to hit that you know but um where was I going with this I always felt like that was something I never understood you know until I started uh uh like going down more uh, educational paths of, of researching kind of like mindfulness or, or meditation and stuff like this yeah, like yeah. that flow state you know I think we we naturally jump into without even understanding the definition or the the, the meaning of it but we yeah. get the feeling you know
0: well like that's that's the funny thing about you know a lot of times I think we just people in general, like, you can't really understand. It's hard to understand something if there's no like tangible kind of product or thing that you can, yeah, even like see and get, which is why, like, people who haven't really done it, they'll gravitate to, like, wow, that's an incredible physical feat. I can get, I get yeah. that, right?
1: Yeah. But when they you see the actually, move and they're like, that's that's yeah, awesome. And that's
0: and that's totally natural, right? It's 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 easy to understand. But it's like when you're the stuff that we talk about and I talk about this a lot with other people and Mm trying to share this kind of mentality on my my channel and stuff. But like, if you've never experienced that feeling of being in a circle or whatever, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you can get this sort of feeling like this flow state or meditative state or whatever so many different ways that you vibe can, you know vibe like, or being in the zone breaking or off this kind of like, thing. like yeah. people in sports in talk about point, it people like, in that, yeah. like like some of my programmer friends have talked about it or even just like when you when you're just washing, washing dishes, dishes or something right yeah exactly you, you about exactly this, right? amazing yeah man see we're yeah. in even this conversation right a this good awesome. conversation will do that too it's yeah. like where you're you're thinking where you're, you're not thinking and you're flowing
1: right like and the that, time passes in a different way, right? Like yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's what it makes, yeah. Yeah,
0: but that kind of thing to someone who's never really had that or they're just not conscious of it. Like yeah. it's hard to get what the hell people are talking about or get Absolutely. why that's the thing that people are kind of looking to achieve rather than like, I want to make this. And show thing. off and or like, like something. It's not even necessarily about showing off, but like I want to make, this thing and that's the
1: important thing like you know if yeah talking about and that's moves. what you're chasing and um right? uh, if we're talking about art in general i think like art as a practice has slipped away from a lot of um the culture and our. i don't know like this generation or or, or or like just the i don't want to say the masses but you know um social norms or, or generalities uh because i think there's a lot of um, emphasis on finishing or finished products in our, Mm -hmm. um, community and our, and our, just our world. And I think people forget the feeling of the process being the most important as opposed to what you end up with and the creation aspect of being able to get into those flow states is, uh, being there without looking for what you want. It's Mm -hmm. going with what is, Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the things, and just to touch up on 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 you know perspective and what people are looking at, is uh, I often say what I feel like uh, somebody from the outside of the cipher or somebody who hasn't experienced that or isn't you know uh, hasn't you know had that paradigm shift if they are dancing, or just like an audience member and watching, are watching what the dancers are doing and looking for something that's happening, whereas if you're a dancer, watching another dancer especially with breaking or with with street dance you're listening to the music first before you're watching what they're doing Mm -hmm. and being able to see how they manipulate and dance to that is what comes out whereas if you're just watching what the dancer is going to do you're not getting what those nuances are happening in the background or seeing those little movements or seeing how they're just vibing and feeling you know what i mean um so you're not you're missing a lot of what that person is actually in yeah. you know they're not thinking i'm going to do this big thing i mean sometimes there are people doing that especially with the competition but um you know what i mean like if yeah. it's a cypher in a circle and they're this is why you could see you know uh, uh some dancers hit like getting excited about something little that they, the person might have done and other people being like what did i miss you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and yeah, and details and then the big thing happens and it's like cool and sometimes the dancer's like all right i've seen that before what else you know what else is happening that's like subtle and like really special that we didn't think was going to happen you know what i mean um i don't know that's always something that i thought was uh the person on the outside is looking and then hearing the music whereas uh dancers watching are hearing the music and then looking you know yeah or yeah yeah they just have awareness of that connection like of that connection but i think that's you know the the underlying layer of
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i guess i guess having the awareness of that connection but um but it's more, that's it more than that, yeah yeah i think that that's always been my kind of like a, a view of like what i'm seeing with that because we throw a lot of events where we have you know the parents and watching the kids and watching the other dancers mm-hmm. and they'll even come and be like so why did that judge choose this person over whatever yeah, yeah. And and we have to break down some of those details, you know, because sometimes it's not as obvious yeah. when the the bigger things that are easier to understand are out there, and a lot of the like nuances that really show articulation and 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 I don't want to say mastery or skill, but like more um, I don't know layers to yeah, to yeah, yeah. to them comes out, you know? Yeah, There's more of like a full approach, right? Yeah, but that's one good thing that I like about.
0: You know, just the way that you're talking, you have been talking about your your studio and stuff and, and the fact that it includes more, more cultural sides and more just like, yeah. yeah, you're trying to educate people not only about yeah. the movements and stuff, but there is a culture. And if you understand the culture, yeah. you can understand why maybe this person picked this person or why this yeah. kind of thing is more important. And I think that's something that
1: just in general, I don't know it's we try to sneak it in and layer it too like yeah. if we throw our youth jam um and it doesn't always work out like the timing because it gets a little longer but we try to layer in you know like the prelims for the older people around the same time as the younger people do the younger kids and then keep some space for them for them and the parents who are interested to watch mm-hmm. because there's a lot of really important moments that happen from viewing something mm-hmm. as opposed to just learning when it's in front of you yeah. you know and and um, you see, like, some, man, some of those kids that just let it go and go off, like, I like I bite some of those moves, and they don't remember <laughs> it. I'm like, damn, that was good, man. Like, I'm taking that. But, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, like, um,
0: right, right? Just, just speaking about, like, you know, the judging and qu- people are asking questions, like, that's one thing that kind of came up recent – well, not recently. It's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the education of people's understanding of the dance. Like, what is the dance? And yeah. They, most people – and who knows, this could be because of like the eighties influence and whatever, and people already have this preconceived notion of what it is and how it is. So yeah. they'll gravitate to those, like, well, he, this guy spawned on his head, he's better. Or this guy, yeah, whatever, did like a triple, triple backflip thingy or whatever, Yeah, yeah. and then put his leg over his head. And like it, that's an amazing physical feat, like totally, better. Right. But if, there's more education. And I think like, even with judges and having, I don't know if this would work, but it's something interesting that they do sometimes in Japan where after the jam, they get some comments from the judges and they get to Mm see kind of like, well, what did they think about the jam and stuff like that? Yeah. And it'll depend on the judge, but that's like an opportunity to be like, totally to pass on some of this knowledge. Like, you know, why these people were in the finals is because of this, this, and this. And like, there was a, there was like a Reddit AMA with Dizzy. And I was just reading through that. And he was talking about why, why the scene kind of died, not died, but like, you know, Korea used to have this huge scene and huge government support, corporate Mm -hmm. support for breaking. People were sponsored by like Pepsi and all this stuff. And they had these giant arenas filled with people and mm-hmm. one of the reasons why it kind of died down, there was some scandals and stuff and so that kind of brought.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't bad, know all this. Yeah.
0: Like gave it kind of a bit of a bad rep or something like that. That taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then a a big part too was like these people would get fan bases, but the fans, like when they watch a battle and their crew or dancer or favorite, whatever, whoever would lose they couldn't understand why they yeah. lost because there's yeah. no it's just like three to one point and you're like yeah. what why like then there's no explanation yeah. no there's no education online or resources or there's very few to yeah. actually like figure out why this happened or like judges don't really get an opportunity could, to speak yeah, yeah these things absolutely like, but it's hard because it's such a subjective thing that you know, it is. You it's totally
1: subjective. It's art, right? You so, can't
0: do it like, say, figure skating or gymnastics where it's like, and I think you even put partner dances box. do this kind of thing where it's like, you have totally. to do a lift, you have to do a sp- yeah. spin, or you have to do like
1: whatever, like. And Yeah, I think that's why there's, that there's a lot of pushbacks. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of pushbacks for a lot of the judging systems because of that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we have to understand what we are, putting out there too like what type of competition are we entering what type of competition are we throwing um if we are throwing this big sponsored type thing are is there going to be some agreed upon judging criteria um you know i uh i throw my jams through the studio uh the flavor factory we have a couple of jams each year we have our uh what we usually have is uh coming up for christmas we have wreck the halls which is our christmas jam we do a little christmas show i'm a big fan and then, of pun names yeah yeah i came up with that one uh, i'm a huge like dad joke person so i love that kind of stuff and um We have wrecked the halls and we do this uh, gift exchange battle. So like, you know, uh, our September to December semester is like a good chance for people to like get a taste of what the culture is, if they're new or come back out. And it's a really good opportunity for our young kids to get a taste of battling, too. So with our Mm -hmm. gift exchange battle, we do it kind of like that that steal a gift type thing. So the kids come in, they bring a $15 gift. It's wrapped. They have a chance to battle somebody to take their (laughs) gift or they can pick one out of the pile. So everybody goes home with something. Everybody's a winner. When they get a chance to like compete and they get that taste of i want to get that big box from you or like so I'm and i call mean, you <laughs> exactly so you know it's a good chance for the youth right um and then our bigger jam is uh uh jack of all styles which happens in the uh, springtime and uh jack of all styles is like an all-style battle but we also tend to have like kind of defined stuff so we did we did a one versus one house we've done a you know breaking battles as well because our breaking program is pretty big and that's a better chance for people to see like the full-on community and we do you know our uh junior jack so we do the younger kids and then we do our um we do the a teen battle as well and then we do a uh uh, the older competition what we do for our junior jack is we tend to get our crew program kids who come three times a week uh and they are in like the hip-hop crew the popping crew and the breaking crew so they meet twice a week with their main instructor and then on the Friday, all the crew classes get together and they have a chance to feel like they're in like a crew where they get to build with each other and grow with each other and teach each other sometimes as well. Um, The crew kids are usually chosen to judge the younger kids' battles. So they get a chance to see what that's like from that perspective. So they have a chance to understand what things are like along the way. and what I try to do with my judges, especially for like the all styles battle is I really try to pick like a diverse panel as much as possible. And I don't just mean like what people look like cause that's easy to find in our community. You know, it's just, it's just our friends, but like what style are they representing? What crew are they representing? What city are they from? You know, like mm-hmm. I really try to think about that. Well, it's like and that's something of perspectives, not necessarily perspectives. Just how exactly. They look. Yeah. Not necessarily what they look like. Um, that kind of comes a little naturally with, with our community. But like, yeah, so, you know, I always try to have. Maybe somebody from Ottawa, definitely somebody from Ottawa, because I think it's important to have an anchorage here. Uh, somebody from Montreal, if I can, and then somebody from Toronto. Sometimes it ends up being a couple people from Toronto or maybe a couple people from Ottawa, depending on how I balance it out. But usually from different crews and usually uh, different styles, well, always different styles, because I think that's important. And then um, that gives a chance for people to see, like, what, how are they dancing? How are they um, judging stuff? Give them a chance to hit the mic if they want to, you know, some people don't, but we tend to make that comment like me and C always uh MC our jam. So we vibe off of each other and we tend to talk about it in the moment, you know, so people get a chance to see. And then when we come back to classes that week, we try to have a conversation about what were the jams like and the kids get a chance to talk about what they thought, what they saw, you know, and the, the videos are up there. They can comment on it, too. Yeah. Um, this also like uh I, what i didn't mention is i was the uh the dance director for house of paint for nearly 10 years as well uh, i ran the full festival for two years as the uh, uh two and a half years as the uh ed uh so you know kind of the whole production house of paint is a four elements hip-hop festival that happens in ottawa underneath the bridge which is one of our legal graffiti walls we have scaffolding a big ass dance floor uh a That's music cool, stage fun and a ton of like, you know, like vendors and stuff. So there's graffiti artists, about 200 graffiti artists, we have, you know, often like 100 to 200 breakers and stuff there. And um, um, MCs and DJs that perform and some big name artists as well. Uh, Doing the dance competition, because it's such a breaking heavy competition, there's always going to be people that comment and ask about why things were like this or things were like that. So I tried to create some type of standard that I felt good about when I was choosing my panel and I, because we're working with, with, um, with grants, would have to think about the diversity piece, you know, like I really made it a point to always have a, a, a B girl and female judges there because they often get left out right away, you know? So I really think like I, that's the first judge I usually look for. And sometimes people are down, sometimes people are not, but I really, really look for people that, uh, that represent, you know, everything and try to pick somebody from Toronto, or Montreal, and then uh, somebody from Ottawa. So like really, and and mix it up every year as well, but we always have like some type of guest that's coming, you know, give or take. And then, um, you know, Canadian heads, like I always really try to pick people from coast to coast if I can. And we've had a pretty diverse panel and that to me always felt like that was what I wanted that jam to be was, It is always going to be subjective, but I don't didn't want to box it into this is what this judging style is like Mm -hmm. for this event. But at least, you know, the people that are on the panel have done their shit and can hold it down and what their choice is going to be is going to be whatever, you know, and you know, next year, we'll flip it again. So that was always something I tried to do, like not keep the same person for up to two or three years, Mm -hmm. and and rotate people out and give people a chance from Canada to come and showcase stuff. So we've had, you know, uh, you know, we've had JK there, we've had uh, uh, pieces, we've had uh, Boob Jester, we've had Dizzy, we've had a lot of like Canadian heads. And then we've had some bigger, um, you know, international people, too. We've had Menno, we've had uh, um, we've had Wine we've had a whole Rock's Teddy crew came one year. They did a piece, they did some DJing, they cool. did uh, workshops, they did like popping and all this stuff. And we also mixed in some popping battles too, where we had Frank Boogie Judge the first year. Nice. So it really tried to pick some stuff that represented what Canada was because that mm-hmm. jam felt for me as like a pinnacle for this is one of the older Canada battles. It's a four element jam. Let's keep it like really grounded and in the community stuff, you know? So I, I know it was like, Oh my God, this is a big crew versus crew jam. Like it should be just the battles. I was like, no, like I really wanted to feel like the people that are coming, have a chance to view it too. Cause the audience, like we'd have like 3000 people sometimes watching. And those were moments for young kids to see big crews battling and having that energy right there. Mm-hmm. So um, that was always my thought. And I think, you know, depending on what your event is, have a good definition of what you want it to be. Like that's, that's a good goal. And then it helps you to pick out who is going to judge how they might. And then, um, you know, at least when people come to you and ask, why was it like this? Why this happened? You have an opportunity to say this, this is why, you know, it wasn't just because I didn't like you. It was because we have this kind of standard, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I think that's this has always been my issue with emphasizing the competition over just the social aspects. Is like exactly you get people where where their main concern is the competition, and when it doesn't go their way, they're like they bounce, know, they bounce, <laughs> or they're like you know they'll complain and they'll be like, oh, the judges are biased or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like deflect it, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you can emphasize, if people can emphasize the, so the best jams that I've been to are ones that if you lose, like maybe it sucks and maybe you are really, you really wanted to win and you really wanted yeah. to go far or whatever. And that's, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you, if you lose, you have the opportunity to just still enjoy a really fun event where yeah. it's like, absolutely, you know, it's, you can, you can keep dancing and like, so like And Outbreak. connect with people and have
1: conversations. Yeah. And,
0: and meet people. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. Outbreak was great for that. IBE was great for that. Um uh what is it? Vancouver Street Dance Festival was great for that. Like there's so many different When you guys came NBA. to House of Pain, it was great for that. House of Pain, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, that touching on that, like that was something I really learned from Sabra too, was like emphasizing the the feeling of the event and all that stuff. And that's what she really wanted for House of Paint. So like understanding how she wanted to push stuff and then where I was coming from in terms of like having that connection and having those skills to, 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 um, to push it afterwards after, you know, she started pushing onto the ED position. Um, that's why like I had budget to either have a really big prize or have a prize that was like, okay, this is, this is a good prize. It's not a massive prize, but it's enough that like people feel good about competing. Mm -hmm. We also sprinkled and split up and sprinkled like our heats throughout the the day because it wasn't just about the one battle. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just about the music. It wasn't just about the DJ and it wasn't just about the art. It was about all things coming together and all people getting a chance to see stuff. Cause that also changed after what I felt in the early 2000s from when I went to jams, you'd see graffiti artists, you'd see DJs and you'd see MCs at a breaking jam, you know? Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen anymore. And then people would battle, they'd lose in the prelims and they'd bounce and then all of a sudden everything felt light. So one thing I tried to do was give some subsidies to artists that were coming from different places. So we'd have east coast dancers we'd have some west coast dancers we'd have um you know toronto and montreal dancers because i could give them some gas money or chip in for whatever or pay for their hotels Mm -hmm. so that at least they could stay the night after the jam Mm -hmm. and that was a big thing for me because if you could stay the night after the jam once you let your guard down after the battles are over you're gonna hang out in the hotel you're gonna grab dinner with your homies and you're gonna go to the after party which is gonna have you know a dj or whatever and then gonna have the get down time, and that's the moment where you have real good connections. That's the moment where some ideas come together and things like this. So it's really like, what's the whole event like, and what's, and, and that's why I think like, you know, with this whole, um, the beauty about the internet and having this digital connection is that we get to see a lot more stuff. But if we're missing the feeling, then we don't get what all the big things were that really brought that culture together in the first place. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because of what we were seeing, it's because what we were feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we were talking about with the dance. And I think younger people coming into the culture have a lot more experience watching from here than being around. Mm -hmm. And that's why, it is missed sometimes and that was becoming frustrating to like really push and and, and articulate but that was always the feeling for me was i'm building opportunities for people to connect whether it be like you know the graffiti artist feeling awesome because uh um you know js1 and why not were painting beside him and cable uh, fable came up and like hung out too because they were all painting on the scaffolding shooting the shit and hanging right or Crazy Legs having a moment where he held a cam- uh, a cam- uh, phone up with a light so that a graffiti artist could finish his piece in the dark underneath the thing, you know, right. moments like that were like really dope. Um, and those type of things don't happen if you just focus on the competition and bounce after. So, you know, i got a lot of pushback from people being like, why do I have to like wait an hour to do the next round? And it's like, because it's not about just the competition. I'm like, why don't you watch, um, you know, this awesome band and poet next for a little bit yeah, and then we'll get back and to the battle and just... you know yeah and then it's also like you know we had a good audience and that was our opportunity to teach people in Ottawa about the culture and that only happens if we can layer it in and not focus on just the one thing and yeah. I think you know we as a community really appreciate when we have those moments but Uh, I don't think we understand what some of the like nuances and little layers that have to happen for that to be there. You know, we can't have an audience if all we're thinking about is just what we want. There has to be some compromise and some give and not to compromise though, like integrity or feeling of what is happening. Like there's a way to build that authenticity there, but there's also like some bits that need to be put around so that people can feel accepted and there. You know, Mm -hmm. there has to be some approach for people to, be there first before they can get in you know yeah
0: yeah there has to be a way for them to kind of participate without necessarily being a part of that exactly community like they have to be given some way that they can feel like they're a part of it or yeah or there's got to be some path like
1: yeah yeah, because if we were just running in yeah no go for it
0: i i think just just a really quick thing like you know i think i've said this a bunch of times but you know, it's really like, what are you, what are people trying to emphasize with their jams? And yeah, I think that's a big thing. Like the best events that I've been to emphasize that it's either like it's a party or it's a festival or it's like a yeah. social thing with the yes. competition in it. With the competition. Yeah. And that's an, that's an extra thing. But the main aspect of it is, you know, like, especially cause I'm Nexty. older and like, yeah. I don't you know i can't keep up with i can't keep up with like the newer generation i haven't been able to keep up with them for a while now it so, depends but, on the competition
1: right like that's the but, thing like are we competing our art or are we creating
0: our art yeah, yeah. you know par- part of it is like okay so i'll compete as a kind of maybe older guy in the community as just like
1: to I feel like I'm pretty close to the same age as you. So yeah. saying older, I'm like, no, no, dude, I, don't, I'm doing this. Don't, don't right? lean into it. I'm not old yet.
0: I'm not, I'm still yeah, holding yeah. on to that. No. We're, we're, we're maturing. We're, we're, we're mature you know, people in this. We're, but it's we're like, fermenting, we're fermenting well, dancers. <laughs> well, it's to like kind of one to show yeah. lead by a- actions. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah. this is how I understand the dance. And this is what I think is important. So let me go out and represent, yeah. but also like, I go to jams to just kind of reconnect with some people that I don't yeah, see very often. Absolutely. And like, that's and that was one thing
1: to totally. And, um, you know, one of the beauties of me working for house of paint, that was the best was people always saying, this is like uh, a reunion of the artists every year, mm-hmm. you know, it's the coming together. And there's a lot of beautiful moments, you know, Buddha and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, kid wave would show up and, uh, and, uh, would, uh, uh, what's it called, have their like pictures from old CFM stuff, their van, they just be chilling there, maybe having a beer and then just like connecting with everybody. And, um, you know, I really tried to like, honestly, the like setup of everything was important for that too. So like when I first got in there as the full production person, I really tried to bring like the beer tent closer to the dance floor so that people could have a drink and watch the dancers and then be able to get the music too. But like layering in and sprinkling in some of the other bits was part of that as well. And it was really about, how do we show what everything is about, as opposed to just go here, go here, and then you're done, and then leave? Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really special uh, event for me in terms of that, and I carried a lot of that forward for everything else because um, there, like, especially working in Whitehorse, like that community was mostly not breakers other mm-hmm. than GWS. So we yeah. had like you know yeah. six or seven breakers, and then like a couple thousand people or like, you know, a couple hundred people at the event just watching. Mm -hmm. So how do you make it appealing for somebody to watch without making it a show so that it doesn't like, you know, kill the vibe for people that are getting down, but then also like have it uh, as a way where you're not just making it about the competition. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that uh, we're missing a lot. I don't want to say we're missing a lot because there's a lot of people really trying to push for it. But there's not as much conversation about it directly from both sides about yeah. what type of adventure running, you know, yeah. like, are we just running a competition, okay, like it's sponsored, this is the type of yeah. thing we're doing, this is what we're getting, but don't say hey it's a vibe it's a party because it's not really that if yeah, we're just yeah. like focusing on this just right, be but if you're in
0: what you're trying to do.
1: Exactly, right. but if you are running a vibe in a party, like at least people coming can know this is what it is, but you as like an attendee should understand that this is what the event this person is trying to run, like yeah. don't get salty or bitter if it didn't feel like what you wanted, you know? Yeah. And um, that,
0: that's something that comes to with like the way that you promote the event, how you yeah. say you make like a, a trailer or whatever teaser kind of yeah. thing like promotional material or you know, even just photos like yeah. that is going to give people an idea of what it's like. And then even, yeah. and I said this a, a lot, but like even at the event, like a super important, I feel like a super important role that's really overlooked a lot of times, if you want to like get the general public to kind of understand what the hell is going on, is the the host, right? And if you have yeah. a bad host who's just like, all right, next up is so-and-so, and then it's yeah, like, yeah. they're just a the person that just stands there and reads out names, like, which is yeah, fine totally. that's and- if that's what you want, but. Yeah. If you really want to like build build a community, build a culture, yep. educate people about it, you need a good host. And Absolutely. that'll, that'll and, sprinkle things in and and here's a little tidbit of why this happens, why yeah. we do this, why this where it comes from. And can flow with it wherever. and then
1: be able to do the battles too. So, you know, yeah. um that's something I learned along the way too cuz we'd often have uh a base of just you know one host for the whole event that doesn't quite understand all the different aspects and you know when you get to the jam part or the the battle part are they going to understand what the the difference is between the dancing and between presenting a musician you know what i mean so having different hosts is one of the things that you definitely have to look at and consider how are they going to affect the event because they're talking the whole time you know they're they're leading the whole thing like dj can be dope and the vibe can be killed because somebody just came on and like Kill the bus, you know? <laughs> um, so I've been really like, you know, less to consider that too. Like we've had Mariano, we've had Lazy Legs, we've had um, uh, Benzo host a lot. And like nice. they kind of, they get a lot of those details and they yeah. know how to vibe with it. And, you know, um, they can relate to not only the dancers, but also the people and be mm. able to sprinkle in moments that that mean something as well.
0: Yeah. It's a really, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. It's people not think easy. It's just like, you know, I got to speak in front of people. That's the hard part. And that's not the hard part. The hard part is no. like building the connection, keeping things flowing. Yeah. Depending what you're trying to do. If you're trying to educate knowing yeah. what to say, that's easy enough for people to understand, but short enough to yeah. keep things going and, and not boring and people.
1: I think one thing too, as just like somebody who is on, like really considers the logistics of stuff is like, what are you doing as the, uh, the, the producer for the event? And like, don't spread yourself too thin. So don't host mm-hmm. and run the battles at the same time, because you might gas yourself. So I really always like, as much as I love hosting and being on a, a mic, um, the only events that I would really host other than the last one in Whitehorse, was, uh, our jams, just because I can control it and like even see would bounce off of me. So if I miss something, he's got it. Um, but other than that, I would always try to stay back behind the the MC and really try to lead stuff. Because if they have to think about, what's the time of this? What's yeah, the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what what who's, who's on the next tip? Yada, yada, yada. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. be there on point with your, you know, um, pad and your fucking paper and, like, get your writing down and consider what times and, like, keep track of that stuff so that things can flow too. Because if you have to speed up and if you have to, like, cut stuff out, it doesn't feel good and it feels a little rushed. And I've thrown events where it felt like that and and by the end i'm like exhausted and like that wasn't fun you know and all i did was just like speak 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 done you know in, in, in mm-hmm. an out done battle right yeah so having breathing space too is is a nice part but not too much breathing space and run your event on time <laughs> and and hopefully hopefully try to end a little early so people can get down before you shut the lights off <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah on but it comes with, with practice, practice yes. man it comes with <laughs> practice and i think it comes with being deliberate with what it is that you want and understanding mm-hmm. that feeling of mm-hmm. of what you're trying to push out there because if you're just running a jam what does that mean you know mm-hmm. if you're running a jam that's just a battle then you're not really running a jam you're running a competition and if you're running a, a like a like you said like a festival or like a like a party with a bit of a battle or like a competition or a battle in it what kind of battle are you trying to give out? What's the feeling of that battle, you know? Yeah.
0: Well you you can yeah. even
1: emphasize the
0: competition, but it's like it's like little Absolutely. details that will make it kind of feel like more of a than more than just a competition. So like yeah. you know, I remember when like circle Prince was a good example,
1: even something. That was one of my favorite jams of all time, man. Yeah. Well, I
0: think the setup and the way that it works is way more friendly to that. Like the prelims are just ciphers and like, you know, there's, there's good points and bad points to that too. Like, but
1: yeah, that's it too. I think it's, um, you know, that was, whenever somebody asked like what my favorite jam was and somebody asked me and see the last time we were in the studio, must have been a long time might have been last year actually and both of us were like circle prints like that was the best one um because it had a feeling of bringing the cypher together and still being a competition and then the competition parts felt a little less uh competitiony i guess you know there was a more chance to like do different things because you already had to dance the whole time like we had a three-hour Prelim with multiple yeah. ciphers that nobody drew a circle on the ground and said this is where it's going to happen. It yeah, just yeah. happened naturally, you know. Yeah. And we were hopping between everything, yeah. um and we well, like, really loved that event. Yeah, that keeps the
0: part of the essence of the culture alive. It it eliminates. I you know this is I, I, I totally biased view, but I think that's the best way. If you have, if your event is big enough to support it, that kind of mm-hmm. prelim. Uh, or you have the space that works with it for a smaller yeah. crowd, like a smaller venue for a smaller uh, attendance or whatever. But like it eliminates the thing of like, okay, I'm waiting around, i waiting around. Okay, and here's my chance yes. to dance. And then I dance for like 30 seconds and I get one and round and then I'm done. And that's that's why I came to this thing. It's like, yeah. no matter what you do, however, what skill level or whatever you're at, here's your circle. Or, like, here's the time you have like,
1: even it's if all it's you. an hour
0: you can dance for yeah. an hour that's a whole t- like hour that you and you can, can pace
1: just... yourself and you can do how you
0: want right and exactly right but yeah. like it's um it's up to you to decide how much or how yeah. little you actually dance and if you want to just dance and represent like that's and that's your thing then yeah you, you can just do it the whole time and that's
1: right? and you make it fun too like uh one of the things that uh we never really Told anybody about or talked about was uh me and C, like we just gotten back from White Horse. You guys got back from White Horse too. That was 10 years ago, Cypher for Change. Um, we were in Toys R Us and we bought this pack of Marvel uh action figures. And it was like a two-pack, and it was Magneto and Black Spider-Man, a Spider-Man in the black suit. And um C and I were like, dude, like let's dance as these characters the whole night. Like these are gonna be our characters that we're dancing as so i think c were the like c was the black spider-man and i was magneto and that was like what we were like on the whole night and like we we're like trying to be those characters while we we're dancing and yeah. we like had a point that we we're like yo if you go in the cypher i'll go in right after you just so it showed that we were like we were a team yeah. we were together yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah, what yeah. i mean and we hopped between the different cyphers yeah. um one of my favorite moments from that event is uh pieces doing a ridiculous round in this one cipher in front of me and then literally hopping out and then hopping immediately back into another cipher like that was uh you know uh, right That's attached right. to it yeah. and then killing it again i was just yeah. like god damn that was dope yeah yeah um so beautiful moments like that happen and feels authentic yeah. and we actually were going to adapt a model like that for our our uh jack of all styles jam because the prelims were always something that took a long time but we really wanted to have the kids have a chance to get down without feeling like they lost um or didn't have a chance to battle So we wanted them to have a battle and that would be their prelims. But at the same time, the DJ would just be playing a track. We were gonna do the kids in the front with the adult audience and then multiple cyphers in the back for the teens and then for the adults so that, Mm -hmm. or the older gen. So that at least it felt like, oh my God, this is a jam as opposed to battle, battle, battle in the front and it's a flat stage type feel, you know? But we had to think about who our audience was past just dancers and also past just parents you know? Mm. So yeah, we we're going to bite that idea and we we're going to, we we're going to make it ours, but flip it a bit. <laughs> and yeah. and I guess each one teach one, pass it along to the youth. Yeah.
0: Um, I think maybe that's a good spot to wrap things up. You know, yeah. each one teach one, pass it on to the youth. Like yeah.
1: That. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is really awesome. I really appreciate talking about um kind of the stuff we do for the community. Uh, I know me and you were having like some pretty, awesome conversations about other stuff and maybe that's yeah, something think, for another day but yeah, we'll, uh we would definitely yeah. want to do this again you know i don't yeah, want... in terms of like just connecting and, and growth because i think um we're old we're older gen now and uh but we're it still doesn't... we're still we're still in involved you know in some way and i think that it's important <laughs> to uh each one teach one pass along what we know and hopefully learn as well yeah for sure for sure yeah. Um, real pleasure
0: having you here and having you share your your thoughts on things. And, yeah. Thank you, man. I you appreciate know, it. Uh, you got a lot of good, really good perspectives on. In my in my biased opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank on, you. On you know jams and community and just like building building things up from from the ground. Yeah. Up. You're one of those people that's like, I think I talked about this with pieces like you want change to happen in in the community or you want it to go a certain way like don't wait for someone else to do it for you like you gotta take the initiative and and do it and yeah be, and be about easy. the change or whatever it is like yeah be the it's change not easy it's,
1: it's thankless sometimes but i think you know when you do it with the right intentions and at least you have an idea of what your intentions are you can um you have something grounding you and that's always something that I could go back as all, well. you know, I did it because of this. And even if you, you, you get some pushback or whatever, because people don't understand um, I think having that is important, but uh, uh, Dean. Yeah. There we go. Oh, sorry. I got a phone call at the same time, but um, yeah, just, just trying to say that uh, I think you know, having an idea of what you're doing, what you're putting out there is important. I think now's the time to really talk about it, And that's one thing that I've learned. I haven't talked a lot about that stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, and why and how and, and, and what the reasons were. So it's really um, something I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. Did that I cut off again? Yeah, just the video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah before, sorry. Getting a you know, phone call. Um, all right, man. I gotta yeah, man. head out too, yeah, but, yeah. um, Really awesome conversation, man. Thank you for this. And And, uh, we'll have
0: to do it again sometime. Hope we do it again. Yeah, we got a lot more to share with people. Yeah, yeah. thank you, man. Later. (laughs) Peace. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available once again thank you for listening and look forward to the next one peace